What's up, y'all? It's Zach, and you're listening to Living Corporate. And today, we're talking about workforce of the future. Okay, so you've heard a conversation that we've had with Tim Salah a few times about the future of work. And, you know, it's just a really prominent topic because the workforce is changing and the dynamics and the, the, the cultural makeup, not just from an ethnic perspective or sexual orientation, but from a generational perspective, is shifting. So we're really excited to talk about the future of learning with Mike Yates. Mike taught in a traditional school setting for five years before entering his current role where he designs curriculum, plans projects, and motivates students to break all of the rules. His passion is in change and finding the next set of large innovations to the classroom through the use of adaptive learning technology and artificial intelligence. The world is rapidly changing and innovating, and it is his belief that schools must follow that trend. So with that being said, Mike, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Thank you so much. I'm really good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm actually a... A pretty re- I'm a regular listener, so I'm, I'm excited to be on this podcast. Stop playing. You listen to Living Corporate? Yeah, I'm listening. I listen to it through Apple Podcasts, and I love the, I love the podcast. I, I actually saw stuff about Living Corporate on via LinkedIn or Twitter. I cannot remember where I saw it first. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, but I started I started listening um, a while ago. So like, so I, I I recently listened to the one like Ramadan at work. Um, what? Stop. Playing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm a- <laughs> Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, hey. Well, so first of all, we're already we're honored, but definitely, certainly flattered and, and happy with the fact that you you enjoy the show. So look, we gave a little bit of an intro for you from the top. For those of us who don't know you, what would you mind telling us about yourself? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things, like, I, I just saw uh, this meme on the internet that said, like, I, I wish I loved somebody the way that people from Houston love being from Houston. And and so I'm one of the people that makes that true. I love being from Houston. <laughs> like, uh, that's where I'm from. So, you know, NBA Finals time, I'm a little hurt because I thought the Rockets should have played better. But yeah, man, it was tough, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so but I'm from Houston. Um, I'm from a family of educators. My mom is a teacher. Um, I, uh, I, I basically grew up in school. I grew up in the classroom. Um, I am married. I have four amazing children, um, an amazing wife. Oh man. And Congratulations to that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 We, uh, our house is nuts. Like, I bet. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. So, um, but that, that's one of the, like my favorite parts about my life is, is, is the grind that I have for them. Um, and so my passion is education. I have tried to avoid the career field for as long as I could, because when yeah. growing up, I thought to myself, ah, you know, educators don't make any money. Um, mm. But the pull was was the gravitational pull of education was too strong for me. Yeah. Um, I became really curious about it after I graduated from college and I, I got into um, planning education programs for the United Way um, in between um, Austin and San Antonio. Um, once I started doing that, I entered the classroom as a teacher and fell in love with the field. Um, I'm also um, an educator that is convinced that everybody is lying when they tell you that you can't make money in education, things like that. You can't be happy in education. You can't have work-life balance in education. Um, I am seeking to uh, create trends within education that, that show you that all those things are possible. Man, that's incredible. And, you know, I really respect, first of all, um, you know, there's articles that I feel like you see articles every other month about the importance of even having just black male teachers mm-hmm. in, the, in the classroom. So shout out to you. Shout out to educators. Shout out to my wife, who's an educator, as well as my oh, mother. Right. 
Yeah, man. My wife is in education. She's uh, she's been she's been teaching for some years, and then my mother is a principal at an elementary school. She's been in uh, education for thirty two years. Wow, that's great. That's phenomenal. Yeah, man. And so, and then you know, my in laws they come from a is a deep uh, family of educators there as well. So, so yeah, man. Shout out to educators. Shout out to shout out to those who like reach back and are really trying to shape the future of the world. Like it's it's so under um, undervalued and just just underappreciated so so yeah definitely shout out to you and, and shout out to your family man that's awesome um so so look let's talk about this let's talk a little bit about the future of learning so in your profile right like and when people look you up you know you talk about the world changing and by relation learning methods along with it so what would you say are the top three things changing within the world of learning so uh that, that's a great question and i think the um the number one thing is the, the way the way i would describe this is the urgency there is going to be a shift in the way that um, that people attend school, and when I, that, that's what I mean when I say urgency, like like how you get information and how quickly it comes to you. So right now, um, especially K through twelve education, and, and and even in the college, education is, is is sit and get right. It's like you you trust that this person has the the content knowledge to teach you, and so you sit and listen to lectures and take notes, and hopefully you retain enough to prove that you should get a job later in the future. Um, the future of learning is different. The future of learning is going to be on demand. Learning is going to come to the person. This, the, the execution that you can see today would be like a Western Governors University where uh, all of their courses are online. You can take them at your own pace. You have one mentor that you interact with your entire time, whether you're an undergrad or grad school, um, and, and you can get your college degree that way. The, the second thing that I think is changing in the world of learning is quite honestly students. Um, one, of, one of the saddest things to, to think about in education is the idea that like education is the last frontier in the United States of America that remains without innovation. The, the, there, you, you walk into any public school, you will see desk in rows. You will see, you might even see chalkboards that have been there since the 60s, 70s. 40s in some cases right? it's, it's, it, it is a, a model that is antiquated and has not responded to the change in people hmm. uh, the yeah. change in interest the change in like you cannot educate students the way that that you used to right um, and then the last thing that I think is changing in the world of education is technology uh, technology out in and outside of the field you know artificial intelligence machine learning they, like we we have figured out how to make machines and devices do more for us today than ever before when we were in school i don't know if you remember this but my teacher used to always tell me mike you have to show your work when you're doing math yes. because you won't always have a calculator with you yeah <laughs> that's the dog oh, wow wait a minute pause right there Yo, that was a lie. And like, right. Not- <laughs> right. right. The teacher definitely said, you're not always going to be like, what are you going to do? Have a calculator with you, dog. Like, there's nowhere. You don't, you always have a calculator with you now. You have a phone. Always. Yeah. Wow. I have a calculator, a media company, a personal assistant. I have everything. Yes. Everything, right. And, and that's what's so beautiful about the future of learning, right? Because um, up until now, Teachers try to prepare students for the existing work world. But now you have a movement of educators and the movement of schools that are trying to prepare students for jobs that don't exist yet. 
right? And the, yeah. the calculator, you know, the iPhone is the perfect example. Like, no, no teacher in 1995 would ever believe you if you would have told them there's going to be a flat glass device that you're going to touch, and it can call, it can talk to you, it, it can it can right. be a calculator, right? Like, they would never believe that. Right. So, I, I am fortunate to have been raised by an educator you know, be my mom who would tell me like, we don't know what the world's going to look like when you go to work. So you have to be in your head. You have to imagine, you have to always look forward. And my mother very much so made me a futurist. So all I do is think about what's the world going to be like 10, 15 years in the past, in the future. And and that's why I think technology is so exciting. And it's, you know, if, if I'm talking about, you know, the, the, the last major change, you know, adaptive learning technology is going to do more for students than the best teacher ever could, um, and 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 I, you know, adaptive learning tech is is it, it, if you don't know, it's technology that like let's say I'm in a math application, yeah. if I'm in sixth grade, it will give me a set of questions that are at a sixth grade difficulty. If I do well on those questions and prove to the app that I know sixth grade content, it will automatically move me up to seventh grade math. If I don't know a sixth grade concept, it will move me down to fifth grade until I master that concept, move me back up to sixth grade and let me keep mastering and moving up. That is so much more efficient than even your best math teacher that in the future, that will change the role of the adult in the room. Hmm. All of a sudden, you no longer have to disseminate information. But you have to create projects to help students use that information. Yeah, you have to create real world connections and learning experience. Um, and and honestly, it, it helps teachers get to the part of their job that they love, and, and away from the part of their job that they hate, which is lesson planning and lecture. So, <laughs> yeah, man, that's no, that's incredible. That's incredible, and it's it's just so interesting because so my father, my father also he also taught math for a little while as well, and, and you know he was on the. He was on Living Corporate last season. He talked a lot about the various jobs that he had. One of the jobs he had was actually he was a teacher's assistant and he also taught high school math. And he was talking, you know, he he was he's a bit of a futurist himself. He was talking about like this was back in like mm, like ninety like ninety. Like eighty nine ninety. And he's talking to these kids, he's like, Y'all, one day, one day you're gonna have machines that are gonna be doing all a lot of these manual processes that we're doing. One day machines are going to be taken over. They're going to do these things. Like, and like at the time, like all of his students were like, "What are you talking about? That's no, that's not, no, that's like way, way later in the future. No, we're going to be." And he's like, "I'm telling y'all." And, and like, he was just talking about it, but he was just kind of like waxing poetic. He wasn't like really trying to like, you know, he was just talking, right? Uh, but he just he wholeheartedly meant it. And you know, it's it's rare though to have folks who can see, right? So yeah, that's that's definitely a blessing to have. Uh, folks in your life who could who could talk to you about those things. So, you know, what would you say your top three predictions are for how organizations will need to adapt to future workforces in light of how you you know in light of what you're sharing about uh, the future of learning? What ways do you think that organizations like like you know professional organ- in any industry in oil and gas and technology yeah. and healthcare? How do you feel like these organizations are going to have to adjust for future workforces? Yeah, so I, th- I think that they're going to have to uh, be comfortable with remote workers. Um, that That's my first big prediction. Like they're going to have to be comfortable with remote workers because today's internet allows you to do so much more than ever before. 
Um, you know, like now you have IT companies that no longer have to be in the building with you and can take over your desktop or your laptop. Um, and y'all are not even on the same Wi-Fi network. Like that's, that's how advanced we are. So if, if that's possible, then, um, you know, oil and gas companies or software companies or even like the National Basketball Association who could p- be playing a game in Toronto and reviewing replay footage in live time in Secaucus, New Jersey, right? So, so I think they're going to have to be comfortable with, with remote. Uh, the next big prediction that I have, and this is a really, really big one, is that in the future of work, um, the, the college degree will lose value. And I don't mean it will be completely worthless, but I, I do think because we, you know, so we came up in this generation where everybody sort of forced us to go to college, um, and I, I do think that there's somewhat of an oversaturation of bachelor's degrees um, in, in the marketplace right now. But what, I'm, what, I, what I think is because of things like Lambda School and because yeah. of things like University uh, for the People, yeah, uh, yeah, Western Governors, there, there will be a pressure on any university that is outside of the top 20. If you're not an Ivy League or if you're not a top 20 school that produces the best doctors and lawyers, um, you know, all those positions that require advanced college degrees. Yeah. Um, then you are going to struggle to get students to sign up for your school after the next economic collapse. Like, like things have been going financially and, and economically in this country pretty well for the last nine years. Um, and, and I, my big prediction is that in the next five to 10 years, there will be, I don't want to say economic collapse is the wrong term, but there, there will be an economic recession oh yeah recession hits like my my alma mater texas state university i don't know if students will enroll there and take on debt when they could go to a lambda school for free or they could go to a university of the people and get a bachelor's degree for two thousand bucks straight up yeah you know so so i think that that the the college degree requirements are going to have to change and and my last big prediction um about what the future needs to adapt to is it's the scary one it's not <laughs> i hear you hesitating go ahead yeah like it's it's robots right like it's i there there, there is a robot that can open doors um there there like there are companies like boston dynamics that are designing robots that can deliver packages right and and so i think we're gonna have to get used to in 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 this this may be you know 30 you know 20 to 30 years down the line but there there may be a robot that walks up to you and greets you and drops a package off at your door right and i think that you know direct to consumer uh business is is going to change um i think like amazon we'll see amazon finally have to compete with like old navy and other brands because everybody's going to be able to to use drone delivery and robot delivery to drop packages off at your door within the hour so i think that you know that big artificial intelligence in that sense like robots drones like those are going to be really really important in the future of work and companies are going to have to start bending and altering the way that they operate for those things so you know first of all everything you're talking about like like mike and i'm not trying to poo poo you i don't really hear anything crazy in your predictions like i think they're all very realistic like so first of all especially when you start talking about schools because we're already seeing that today right like we're already seeing like an nba program if it's not a top 20 top low-key top like five ten to five 
Like, mm-hmm. You're not going to get, you know, because some folks think that, you know, you get in the NBA. And we talked about this. We talked about this. This was early in season one. There's a misconception that if you go and you get a graduate degree, then that automatically lines you up for paper. And it's like, nah, mm-hmm. not necessarily. Right. It's, and, and, and it's because it's because of the economic demand. It's also because of perception, but like, there's no reason to, there's no reason to not assume that the trend that we're seeing within grad schools, we won't just start seeing that in like universities. And we do see that in universities already, right? Like we already know that there are some undergraduate degrees that are worth more than others, right? Like we know that already, but like, we just have, it hasn't been like super stark yet, but it will be one day. Yeah, it will. Man, that's incredible. So, you know, that. I think this really like leads well into your current role as the chief operating officer of Guide. Right. So, like, what can you talk to us about when when it comes to Guide? Like, what can you share? Man, Guide Guide is amazing. So, Guide came together because a couple of people online were all having the same conversation about education. I was, um, you know, about two months ago. I sort of. You know, this this is my first year outside of the traditional school system. I work for um, my day job is uh, at a school called Alpha, which is a school that that uses adaptive learning technology in place of direct instruction. So we don't have any lecture. There's no classrooms. Our school looks like an open co-working space. It looks like we work for kids, right? And and once I got out of the traditional school system, I had this opportunity to pick my head up and sort of look around, and I saw like, oh, there's all this stuff that I was missing. I saw that I was misusing LinkedIn and that I didn't know how powerful it could be. I didn't I didn't really know how to build community. So two months ago, I started doing that. I went hardcore on LinkedIn. I went all in on on you know, Twitter and, and community building. And um, Tim Salau and I sort of started crossing paths because we were both posting about the future of learning, the future of work, um, sort of interacting with each other on LinkedIn until one day, Tim reached out and was like, hey, man, like, we got to talk about this thing that uh, I'm working on. So Tim, myself, and our third co-founder, Taban, got on a call and talked about what is now turned into Guide. And Guide is a social learning app that's tailored towards high school students specifically to teach them life skills. Um, We're going to create a new media called Snapshots, which are 30-second courses where um, a creator, any content creator can come to our platform and break down transferable life skills in the 30 second segments so that students can digest them and so they can remember the steps, go back and rewatch and start to learn skills that are gonna benefit them in the future of work. So LinkedIn learning is is sort of like the adult version of this, but to to get a certificate in LinkedIn learning, you may have to spend 12 to 15 hours doing that. Students, yeah, students don't have the capacity to think that way. Nah, so nah. we don't have the capacity right. to think that way. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, so imagine being able to build a course where a student could spend 15 minutes and get the same amount of material, the same amount of value. Um, and now you have high school students, community college students, early college students. They're starting to build up this connection between skill building and the future of work because. So I think I think the, the official number is like sixty five percent of all like elementary school kids are going to fill jobs that currently don't exist. Yeah. So with that being the future, you have to build up this 
this sort of tool belt of skills that you can use in multiple ways. One's like public speaking, one's like community building, um, one's like adaptability, one's like creativity that are not as easily taught in school. So that's what we're doing with Guide. And and my role specifically with Guide is obviously managing the personnel that we have. Um, We sort of, we're, we're in startup mode, so we sort of do it all. But um, I specifically create um, teacher content. I manage all of the curriculum on the app. Um, I, I do strategic partnerships. Um, and, and so our, our founders team works really, really close together. You know, Tim is doing most of the, the UX and user experience design. Um, Taban is our CTO, and he's actually code, like hard coding the app and everything like that. Um, so we have a phenomenal team that's ready to do some phenomenal work. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about Guy, and I'm glad you asked me about it. Man, that's awesome. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad that you guys are working on it. And I'm, I'm really excited for what it's going to be. Um, where can people learn more about Guide today? So you can you can learn more about Guide at guideapp.co. That's our website right now. Um, we have sort of like a coming soon page. Our website is currently under construction. Our communications lead and our content team is working really, really hard to get the website up in the next couple of weeks. You can also follow myself on LinkedIn. You can follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, my Twitter handle is at just Mike Yates, like J-U-S-T Mike Yates. Yeah. You can also follow and connect with Tim. We are constantly posting about Guide. We're posting resources yeah. uh, in the in the for all the educators out there. In the coming weeks, we will be posting some uh, teacher toolkits and some quick start guides so that you can use Guide um, and our snapshots in your classroom. And we'll sort of like break down what a school day would look like with Guide where you don't have to abandon all of your curriculum to try to teach life skills. You can do it within the course of your math class or your history class or your, your English class. Ooh, I love this, man. It's so disruptive, but like for all the right reasons. Right, yeah. It's not like it's not like guys from California trying to disrupt like your local bodega. Like this is like this is something that we need. This is Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. Well, look, now you know I could keep on going, but let's go ahead and wrap up, man. I, I wanna, I wanna give you a second though. You know, do you have any parting words, any shout outs for us? Yeah. So the the one of the things that sort of my goal um, in in terms of online communication, that the goal that I've set for myself for online communication has been to tell educators out there um, this very simple message, and that that's that you need to be building a personal brand. You need to be on LinkedIn, active and interacting with other business professionals from other fields as well as professionals in education because number one there's a larger conversation that's being had about disruptive education technology about the 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 future of learning and the 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 way that that that's going to look um i want you to be a part of that i want you to be a part of shaping what school looks like in this country forever the other thing is that school districts and all across the country, quite frankly, are running out of money and teachers are getting laid off. It doesn't pay enough for for you to to put all of the time and passion and heart that you do into your classroom on the day to day. So you should have a plan B and that plan B can be your personal brand because everybody's looking for expertise that comes from the classroom. It seems like at this point. So I want teachers to know that. Um, and in terms of shout outs, I want to shout out my wife, Alex. Uh, she holds it down like no other. My wife is a stay at home mom and we have four kids. So she is, uh, she is working a lot harder than I am. And then, yeah, man. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> her and my kids and the whole guy team, shout out to Tim, to Bond, 
Marley, Jonathan. Um, we are doing some phenomenal work. Man, that's awesome, man. Well, look, that's going to do it for us, y'all. Thank you for joining on the Living Corporate Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Living Corporate, Twitter at Living Corporate underscore pod, and subscribe to our newsletter through living-corporate. Please say the dash.com. If you have a question you'd like for us to answer and read on the show, make sure you email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. This has been Zach, and you've been listening to Mike Yates, learning futurist and COO of Guide. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin from Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.